Welcome back, everybody, to the Be Kind Rewind, celebrating the silver linings of the silver screen. Thank you so much for joining us again today. Got a nice stacked show. Uh, when we were, when we were putting these shows together, this is the one that had the most people chattering out on the streets. So we've got a good lineup for you today. Uh, to my right, Mr. Eric Cole. Hello. Hello, hello. It's Coach from the 2019 Boise's Funniest Person Contest. The defending champion. And the defending champion. That is absolutely the right. The winning coach last year. That is And also, can right. I say, I really enjoyed the uh, that NPR-esque intro just now. Like, Welcome to Be Kind Rewind. <laughs> silver linings of the silver screen. Thank you. That was great. I appreciate that. Thank you. I stayed up all night writing that. Um, I, that, that, that sounded line, like it. That war- Thank you for that. It sounded well, <laughs> sounded well rehearsed. <laughs> all right. And then with us tonight is also is Mr. Cody Connolly, host of the Full Metal Brewer Radio here on the East Coast. Indeed. How are you? Great, man. I'm so happy for you to be here. I was, I mean, I wanted to, excited to work with you for a long time. So this is great. I was super excited to talk about this movie. All um, right. Yeah, so glad to awesome. be here. Cool. And then, what's the lovely Immodest Molly? How are you? Oh, I'm doing so good. Perfect. So good. Modest Molly will be performing in the 2019, uh, what was that? Boise Super... Blah, blah. Boise Burlesque... Uh, Boise... Boyless Burlesque Show. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> At the balcony through July and August every Sunday. A- America's top drag star, but uh, burlesque, burlesque. burlesque dancers from Boise, Idaho, which I'm a proud member of that society. So I am honored and grateful for you to be here today. Thank you. All right. So we haven't even dropped the bomb yet on the movie we're talking about today. We are talking about Batman and Robin. <laughs> Prepare yourselves. Batman and Robin. Like I said, everybody was coming out of the oh, was coming out of the woodwork to want to be on this show. People have some strong opinions about this show, <laughs> about this movie, and, uh, and, and I good reason it, well, for sure good reason. And I, what was really surprised me about this uh, kind of getting the public perception is that it is a bad movie that everybody loves, and they love to bash it, they love to to praise it. It's, it's got a little bit of something for everybody in it. It's just a uh, Everybody's got a strong opinion about this one, almost as much as they did the Phantom Menace. <laughs> uh, it, it's it, it's it's one of those loaded movies that um, it came out and it totally changed the tra- trajectory, I believe, of the superhero movie, for sure. Um, yeah. They they and it changed the trajectory of a couple of careers. Yes, the yes, in it did. This movie. <laughs> yes, it did. Absolutely. So, uh, Batman and Robin debuted in 1997, directed by Joel Schumacher. They made it for $125 million. That's not including into the promotional, uh, the the money they put into to promote this movie, which we'll talk about a little bit. And the total box office uh, is $238.2 million. Not bad. Not bad take. Uh, they've o- they almost, you know, $100 million, uh, uh, you know, profit. But that's the lowest grossing Batman movie to date. Yeah. 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 Here it is. 22, 22 years later. And it's still the the lowest grossing Batman movie, including the the new DCU. Alicia Silverstone still hasn't recovered. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, For sure. From this movie. Where's Chris O'Donnell? He's on NCIS Vegas Vegas. or whatever the hell it is. Exactly. He's he's working with LL Cool J. Yeah. So, so. Yeah, uh, it, it it changed it changed the direction of where they took these movies. Uh, the next Batman movie that came out after this wasn't until two thousand five, so about seven years later with Batman Begins. Yeah, they literally just had yep, never mind. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, that won't work. Yeah. Uh, it was funny when they were put uh, when I was researching this movie. Uh, they had already greenlit. They were already working on the next one after this, Batman Unchained. I saw that. So that would have been mm-hmm. the third. Uh, Joel Schumacher. It would have been the third Joel Schumacher. Yep, written by the same guy that did this one, uh, with everything. And and when they were ma- filming this, when they were when the when the uh, uh, Water Brothers guys were getting the dailies, they loved it. They're like, oh yeah, this is going to be awesome. This is going to be great. And then 
it came out. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, to get, to get this kicked off, uh, Eric, Batman and Robin, what does it mean to you? What are your, your initial thoughts? And when you think of this movie, what is it? Uh, well, like you know, you? Uh, in 1997, when I first saw the movie, I thought it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, and going back as an adult and watching it, I was I thought to myself, yikes, what what was the like why did I like this movie so much? Mm-hmm. Um but you know, like I've been I've been a fan of Batman for, you know, as long as I can remember. Alicia Silverstone for as long as I can remember. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think this might even have been the first uh like my first exposure to Uma Thurman, who at mm-hmm. the time I wasn't I was an old like my my mother was very strict with okay. the movies she would let us watch, so I hadn't seen Pulp Fiction. All right, um, and I you know so I I, yeah no it it's it's just you know thinking back on it it I like that the movie like Joel Schumacher kind of went back to like the campiness mm-hmm. of like the Batman TV show mm-hmm. with like the bright colors and specifically the, the cheesy dialogue. Specifically, they did and, that. Yeah, yeah, you know, and it wasn't and, an accident. No, mm-hmm. no, and. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I was it the best follow up to Batman Forever? Who's to say? <laughs> but um, for what it's worth, it's not too terrible. Not too terrible. <laughs> I guess, I I guess if you're going to like PS on that movie, it's not too it's terrible. It's not too terrible. <laughs> uh, Cody, what are your thoughts about Batman and Robin? So, I also saw this in 1987, and I think I was the prime demographic because in '97 I was eight years old. And so I was the kind of guy that was getting the toys for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was all about it. I was just, you know, uh, totally smitten by the entire mm-hmm. uh, presentation. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, truth be told, I think Arnold Schwarzenegger gave me my first boner in this film. <laughs> <laughs> because it was, you know, he was so funny and punny. So you really you really so did have an ice months. day. No, I did. <laughs> there were crazy, you know. He had, he had, he had goggles. He had a big gun. Like I'm at, you know, I don't know. It was really weird, um, but yeah, though this film hit me at the perfect time mm-hmm. as a child, and uh, holds up to this day. Where watching it now as an adult, kind of like what Eric was saying, it's interesting how you can now dissect it and be like, oh, okay, they took a bit of the um, over the top campiness of the 1960s show mm-hmm. and then married it into what had already been established with the Tim Burton mm-hmm. saga and I thought that it, it's just it's a comic book come to life mm-hmm. and I love it I don't think that <laughs> I don't think it deserves the criticism it gets and that's why I'm glad to be here yeah comic book come to life I think that's that's absolutely true about this movie very true all right Miss Molly what are well, your thoughts on Batman? Your initial thoughts of Batman and Robin? My when... initial. Yeah, exactly. So, um, well, I was about, so 97. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have been about seven, or sorry, uh, eight years old. Yeah. My brother was five years older than me, so of course I watched mm-hmm. all the Batmans. <laughs> all, <laughs> everything. Um, and it was, uh, as a kid, because, you know, we rewatched it as an adult. As a kid, it was very magical. And of course, Uma Thurman being a little girl, being like, oh, there's a badass woman. Mm-hmm. And she's just the villain's villain. Like, she's a villain against the villain. She's a villain against the heroes. So, um, you know, I tried to grow up and be her. <laughs> Didn't work out so well. <laughs> but girl, <laughs> but um, watching it again as an adult, it's kind of, uh, it's very colorful. It's almost like they tried to make a live cartoon mm-hmm. because everything is neon Mm-hmm. and bright and uh the costumes are all you know mm-hmm. very intense <laughs> and bright and of course uh we all know like we were saying uh the atomic atomically correct bat suits as a young <laughs> yeah. child oh, yeah <laughs> stirred up a lot yeah. of emotions mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah that, that that becomes the punchline for a lot of other things he put nipples nipples on the bat suit they even from like when this movie came out in '97, like they they were making fun of that on the Clerks cartoon. Right. Well, because it's I just find so that unnecessary. The bat women or bat 
girl suit does not have nipples on it. Okay. Well, because then the movie would have had to be rated NC-17. <laughs> right, exactly. I'm, I'm like grabbing the VHS thing. Is it not? Would have been, what? Oh, It would have been no, called Batman same. and Rubbin. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Eric. Chill. <laughs> See, I heard that it was Clooney's, like, demand that the nipples were you put on, put on the suits. No. Really? Yeah, because, yeah, like, you know, his were just so prominent on his personal anatomy. That he just mm-hmm. he needed that extra space, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't believe room. you. I don't believe that that's a thing that George Clooney said. This is TMI, but I would I would need that on my bath suit. <laughs> like uh, I cannot do this role unless there are nipples on my suit. Okay. I want nipples or I walk. <laughs> I got ER money. I don't need to do this. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's some amazing uh, trivia that comes out of this movie. You know, talk about the, the suit and and things like that. Um, you mentioned about being in a cartoon. That's literally. What Paul Ver, uh, excuse me, not Paul Verhoeven, Joel Schumacher, um, yeah, that would have been a different movie. <laughs> what Joel Schumacher would do is he would sit up on top of a one of those crane chairs with a megaphone. He said it, he would yell at all the actors, like, "All right, guys, let's ready. We're gonna make this cartoon." That's how he referred to it when he was making the movie. Hmm. And and I, I feel think... like I, have you ever heard Joel Schumacher talk? Because I feel like your impression is not at all. No. Yeah, you go a little higher in the register. I think. <laughs> <laughs> no, and unfortunately, uh, me and Joel Schumacher aren't in the same no. octaves. Unfortunately, not at all. No. Um, and I'm then sorry. with the nipples on on the brat suit, it wasn't done like specifically like i want some nipples on this suit it, he wanted the suits to look more like greek gods like that's the kind of the the, the oh, look that he was going for okay so that's why the cod pieces are bigger and the, there was nipples because he was trying to match that greek mythology hmm. thing he was probably trying to polish a turd a little bit it's like oh no wait i, I tried to do that it's like okay joel sure <laughs> yeah. um <laughs> no, no, no. What I, you guys ha- obviously don't have never heard of Hercules. Like no. you guys obviously, uh, Zeus ring any bells? Thank you very much. I, and and with these costumes too, uh, when they were putting when we were putting the movie together, when they were um, storyboarding it all out, it wasn't just Warner Brothers people and the movie people were there. They literally had people from the toy industry were part of the mm-hmm. design process. Like this was literally. Like, we want this bat suit with the cool white things on it because that toy would look so cool. Right. Or they're like, that's too many molds. We can't make that. Exactly. Exactly. That. Exactly. There was, that was in, in thought. Uh, Chris O'Donnell said that he enjoyed working on Batman Forever because he was making a movie. Batman and Robin, not so much because he was making a toy commercial. And he, that's exactly what. Yeah, that's, and that makes sense. Does it make the movie bad? Does the movie suffer from that? I don't think so. Uh, because like you, uh, you nailed it too. This is not part four of a Batman series. This is not. This isn't you know part two of Batman Forever. This is literally part two of Batman sixty six, the movie mm-hmm. they made. Some with... days you just can't get rid of a bomb. Exactly. That's exactly what this is. You could literally like four years later, Batman and Robin. There's a new there's a new villain. His name is Mister Freeze. He's freezing the museum. It can literally transition straight into that, and it's almost seamless. Other though, it's separated by forty years, and, and it it fits perfectly in that. Every I noticed that, um, and I noticed this a long time ago. Every time a villain is on screen, that it's angled, just like in the in mm-hmm. the the sixty six TV show in the or the Batman movie that they made back then. Well, I heard that they even built the initial like uh, uh, soundstage. Or they. Uh... Filmed it on mm-hmm. on the top of Burgess Meredith's corpse. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> that's true. And he wasn't even dead yet. No, he know. wasn't dead yet, but he felt dead because he saw what Danny DeVito did. <laughs> like, oh no, no, thank you. <laughs> um, again, another terrible impression. I'm usually better at this. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Batman and Robin being not part of that canon into its own thing, you know. It, it is kind of confusing because Batman Forever, but it, I mean, is... it, it it wasn't. I mean, it's it wasn't meant to be like because it had the same Alfred, the same Commissioner Gordon, and the like same there were there were a lot of very simple mm-hmm. characters that have been. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, how did Alfred not get top billing over everybody else in this movie? He was the only one, him and Commissioner Gordon, <laughs> yep. that were in every single one of every, those movies. Yeah, this should, yep, this should have been the I mean, the, the Michael Goff and I can't remember the, the that's a different that's a story for a different that time, is a but. different show <laughs> as Bat in Batman and Robin. Um, 
Yeah, why they didn't why they didn't like push that forward that they, these guys have been in all of these movies. They, yeah, you know, of the course, only if two that was consistent the, character. Yeah, for sure. You know, of course, if they did that now, it would be just a big, huge thing, like in the MCU. Oh yeah, no, they were supposed to be there because yeah. now they're now they're watchers or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Another fun fact, Patrick Stewart was actually the first choice for Mr. Freeze. Oh, my God. Oh my God. Patrick what a different Stewart. movie that would have yeah. been. Exactly. Was wow. it. Um, then he passed for whatever Everybody reason. Everybody chill. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to Make see it him snow. try to deliver all those puns. <laughs> oh, God damn it. Oh, man. All right. Dear Hollywood, you don't know us, but listen. Hear us out. <laughs> and, and, and not only that, William Baldwin was 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 in line to be the another the next Batman. That's Billy Baldwin. William yeah. Baldwin was gonna be. Uh, He's your favorite Baldwin. There's a Baldwin for everyone, dude. There, there is, is a Baldwin, Baldwin for everybody. <laughs> mine went crazy. Like <laughs> mine was in uh, uh, the Flintstones, Viva Rock Vegas, and now he's a crazy Trumper. So I can't like <laughs> I can't. Uh, That's why you gotta stick with Alec, man. Yeah, Alec, Alec is the one. The one. The, the truth and the light and the way. <laughs> He's the basic bitch of Baldwins, but he everybody. Is. He is. That's right. He's just a scoop of sorbet of the Baldwin. The Baldwin. He's the nice the Baldwin He's dessert the bar. Yep. Cream on top of your mm-hmm. hot fudge sundae. Uh, Val Kilmer wasn't the. Uh, it's kind of muddy as far as like was he fired or did he quit? Um, they just did not have a good experience with Batman Forever, <laughs> and wanting to go with the lighter tone, it just it wouldn't have fit because he was so. Meh. Is either Bat a Batman or or Bruce Wayne, which I think is almost so going with George Clooney was well, see, because Val Kilmer has Val Kilmer. I feel like fooled everybody because he made a couple of really good movies, mm-hmm. and then everyone was like, "Oh yeah, Val Kilmer's great," but really. Well, does Val Kilmer make facial expressions? Like, has anyone actually seen him really make one besides the? It's all puckery. Like, yeah, the pa- it's pa- the puckery the kind of the pouty pout. look. I'm Huckleberry. <laughs> so yeah, by this year he'd he'd been in Tombstone and like Ringo. Salton Salton Sea, right? I think Salton Sea was so. after that. He couldn't do and and ultimately ended up he couldn't do this because he was out filming The Saint. Oh. So which so he couldn't go marching very in. No, pouty, he couldn't. Berries, yeah. And I mean, you're given a choice of playing Batman again or The Saint, and the fact that he went that direction, I mean, it really speaks to that it was more of. Those personalities not jiving, and have a chance to be Batman in this billion-dollar franchise, even to that to then standards, to be like a to the saint. But I mean, I guess if you think about it from an egotistical sense, it's your movie, you're in every scene, you get to play all a bunch yeah. of goofy characters from from well, a creative aspect. Well, like, yeah, yeah but, that'd be fun. But at the same time, like when you're playing Batman in a movie named Batman <laughs> and Robin, <laughs> chances are you're going to be in a majority of the scenes as well. That's true. All right, so let's get into why, what makes this movie as it is. We could talk about like what it could have been and what it should have been, but what let's talk about what this why this movie is just so good and why <laughs> for me personally it's my favorite Batman movie. I, I know it, it's a lot of other people's favorite Batman movies, but mm-hmm. that's I'm a gonna, bold statement. I, I it must, is, but if I'm going to slam one on, respectfully disagree. If I'm going to slam one on, this is it. I, this is the one that I'm going to put on. I may so, say the same thing. I, 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 at the end of the day, I, I think it's it's We're fun. We're in the wrong room. Yeah. <laughs> we right? are. Yeah. We should go do our own podcast. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Tune in for Eric and, and Molly showing Joey is wrong. <laughs> 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 and every week it's the exact opposite. <laughs> oh man. So uh, so what is it? What Batman and Robin? I I it. Being being a, a straight sequel slash reboot of uh, Batman sixty six, um, <laughs> the perfect against type casting of Arnold Schwarzenegger playing Mister Freeze, which I guess he effing loved. Well, well yeah, loved well, yeah. It. I mean, he was delivering puns left yeah, and right. He, like... he wrote all of his own dialogue. Oh, Clearly, that makes so much. <laughs> Clearly, he did. How could you, how could you not have fun playing Mister mm-hmm. Freeze? I mean, mm-hmm. come on, you get to wear a big stupid suit. For sure. So, and say things like have an ice day. <laughs> Demand your uh, 
little minions uh, sing, what is it, the Mr. Icicle song? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. From the Year Without a Santa Claus, yeah, which, exactly. which at the time, I didn't know that was actually a real thing. Well, I thought they made it for this movie, and it wasn't until years later, I'm like, holy shit, this is from Batman and Robin. This wasn't even supposed to be in the movie. That mm. whole scene was just, they, they were just, hey, it was the extras and mm-hmm. Arnold hanging out, and the camera crews were like, start recording this shit, because he was like yelling at him, like, sing the song, yeah. I've got it going. <laughs> yeah, they're like, this is going to be in the movie. You know? Like, how do you, like, justify that as, like, this is your job. I was sitting here a sycophant to this um, Mr. Freeze guy making me sing old, old movies, Man. freezing to death. Because they, were, they weren't, like, super powered. They were just literally freezing to death. And he was like, oh, this is great. I'm so cozy. <laughs> and he's, like, in his little slippers. Yeah, and his, like, blue Hugh Hefner looking robe. Like, this is great. Oh, it's so good. It's just so great. Because you don't see that level of brevity. Even in the most goofy MCU, you don't see that a level of that kind of brevity in these types of movies to that extent anymore. Uh, it's mostly just kind of funny. Like they're mostly just like, uh, they're almost like making jokes and bashing each other. Like, well, know. I think, I mean, out of everybody in this movie, Schwarzenegger was the only one who was like, I don't give a shit. I've been the Terminator. Like, let's exactly. just have fun yeah. with this. In a way, I don't yeah. care. Yeah. I don't care what happens with this which movie. It's not going to hurt me. Which made it perfect. Yeah. Absolutely perfect. That that's the way that he, he portrayed it. And, Six hours. That guy sat to put all that crap on. Took six hours, and you know, for someone who's super famous like that, six hours is not something that they were going to spend focused on anything for that amount of time. And he's like, "Yeah, this is great. I love it." And uh, I, I just can't. It's so good. Like any other of the Mister Freeze, uh, you know, he's not like a, a top tier villain, but I mean, everything just works. For this villain, I think it's totally great. Yeah, go ahead and take a take a good look at that. Take a look at Patrick that Stewart would have taken half the time to put on the makeup. He would totally <laughs> would. Yep, He's just a much he would have showed man. up all blue and glittery. I'm yeah. ready to go. <laughs> and then you guys mentioned Poison Ivy. Holy crap! I have never been more turned on from a purple gorilla suit slowly being taken down from right. a green girl in my life. That was just. Like I, if there was ever a scene where I wore out, it was that. So where it's just uh, seeing the poison ivy, not in a dirty way. Get your mind out of the gutter. No, I like, was um <laughs> I was talking to a, another showgirl yeah. about it, and I was like, Uma Thurman in Batman and Robin's like the first kind of bio queen mm-hmm. because I mean she's changing her leaves around her eyebrows and everything. Yeah, totally. She's adding like hair yeah. extensions and different colors. Yep, yep. There's guys out there now with beards dressed as that, making a killing, and she's yeah, just totally right. just knocking out of the park as that role. And Especially she plays making it. her own little like dance and having like people like mm-hmm. you know that she, before she went up there, she had to like poison the DJ, poison a bunch <laughs> yeah. of dance guys, make a quick routine, and yep. then be like, all right, let's go. <laughs> Mixing the song, no wait. <laughs> That's the like the the missing scene I want to watch, where she's like, no, do it again, that. do it again. From the top. The yeah. <laughs> Five, six, seven, eight. <laughs> no, when I seduce the old guy, you know, that's when you come in. You know, she is perfect, and she plays it so seriously. She owns every scene that she's in, even when she's nerdy, uh, uh, Professor Isley, uh, she's just like, yo, no, we have to save the plants. She's our mother. She's our womb. We need to which take care of her. Which isn't really a, you know, I mean, as far as villains' motivations goes, saving the planet isn't really the worst. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, neither, and that's a good point. Neither one of these villains, their motivation isn't such a, from a bad place. You know, Mr. Frieza's motivation is to save his dying wife that he has frozen uh, in a in a in a big cylinder from McGregor syndrome. Oh, it's like whoa, subjective. Whoa, whoa, spoiler alert! It is. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah, from a 22 year old movie. <laughs> Spoilers will be uh, spilled today. I will. I will tell you from you guys listening to this. If you have never seen this movie and you chose to listen to, to us talk about it, thank you, thank you. Email me. I will personally <laughs> visit you. Thank you. Um, You'll come down really and watch it with us. Yeah, please. Where do you live? I'm. Going, we're going to watch this. Um, yeah, there, neither one of them comes from uh, – it, it's a very motivated uh, place. And in the right context was absolutely um, virtuous in a place. He, you know, His wife was dying. He's trying to save her. And unknowingly, you know, 
we don't even realize this that Alfred is is suffering from the exact same thing, mm-hmm. and Layers. literally Batman is stopping what could help him unknowingly, and he's just like I'm, I'm you know he, of course he well, goes. That's not crazy. Batman's was, fault because Alfred didn't tell anybody. True, it's not Batman's he's fault. He's like but, I'm going to be old and British and I'm going to do this myself. Want, <laughs> I mean, if you want to break it down, it's like, like why are you trying to stop him? Yeah, he goes a little bit crazy and just decides to freeze the whole, the whole, uh, the whole city. But that's out of, of sadness. Like he's sad because at that point, the um, the tank was turned off and then she legit died. Like I told Lady Freeze when I pulled her plug, this Ex- is a one woman show. Yeah, that's my <laughs> that is cold, cold. About that scene, real quick. When Bat, in the when Batman shows. The footage of that to Mr. Freeze, the confession by Ivy, it's like on like a Nokia Endgame. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, where's this camera? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, he's, 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 like he's like, oh wait, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 is the way. With his with his Batman card that he charges a date for with Mrs. Mrs. with uh, Poison Ivy. Oh yeah, exactly. I'll charge it. <laughs> Another missing scene: him with a giant camera on his shoulder <laughs> while he's trapped up in the <laughs> Ivy and her thing. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I got it, mm-hmm. I got you. Well, it's just the it's the bat. Uh, uh, what's it called when you watch people voyeur voyeur cam? Exactly. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and, and and starting out for for Poison Ivy, she. It's like I just want to. I'm just trying to do some good here, trying to save you know plants and animals and things like that. And then again, she gets she gets uh, essentially like assaulted, physically assaulted, and almost murdered. Which uh, by uh, Doctor Woodrow, which was amazingly played by uh, John Glover, who was Clamp from Gremlins Two. I thought his name was Gilgamesh. Gilgamesh. <laughs> Uh, it said on there that it was Doctor Wood Gilgamesh. It might have been Gilgamesh Woodrow. I have no mm-hmm. idea, but that's what they the way they call him. So if it's Gilgamesh, it doesn't matter. It's John Glover, and he's freaking clamp from Gremlins too. <laughs> Which, again, that character was you know stole that movie. But moving on, we're not going to talk about Gremlins too. Stay tuned to the Be Kind Rewind show. We talk about Gremlins too. He's the <laughs> actor. He's a character who is talking to like Castro and Bush Senior and all those people while he's making Bane, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. exactly. Like, yeah, the, like, the Pat, like Pat Sajak and like some like <laughs> I, like Sheik from Iran. They're like <laughs> yeah. up in the rafters. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and she's you know helping him out. I was like, I'm just trying to save plants and animals. This all right. guy's all right. Hold on. What up? Why have we been talking about this movie for this long and we have yet to mention Coolio? Because we're not yes. close to Coolio. Even yet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're I feel like I feel like we should have been talking Coolio. about Coolio the whole time. <laughs> yeah, that whole that scene, the, the motorcycle chase scene, is pretty cool. Um, it's very very cool. Especially the '90s, having yep. Coolio up there, like Whoa! yeah, that was that was a big deal in '97. He was on a fantastic Ooh. voyage. He's still, <laughs> all, he's still in all of his dreads. Yeah, he did. Yeah, bride rides, <laughs> slippy slide. slide. Yeah. <laughs> Who's there? Uh, you know, it's funny. Uh, Alicia Silverstone actually learned how to drive, uh, ride a motorcycle for this. Oh wow! Like so, for a lot of that stuff, that's her. That's not somebody they threw in a uh, oh, sorry. motorcycle. I just have to interject really quick. Did you guys know that Coolio was is actually playing Jonathan Crane, aka the Scarecrow? Get right out of town. What? what? For real? <laughs> in this or uh, in this in Batman and Robin. He was uh, Jonathan. Holy they were shit. yeah. The oh. Batman Unchained. Mm-hmm. The 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 third one was gonna have the Scarecrow in it, and it was gonna be Coolio's character. Mm-hmm. And they were potentially, I think, gonna have a Harley Quinn in that one. But yeah. then they were like, yeah. "Oh no, this this does the not Joker go well." Stock, at all. Yeah. Thank you, thank you, you to our engineer Brett Battistain yeah, for that. Thanks, uh, yeah, that was awesome. That information. It's a good call out. Yeah. See, um, they should have prepared and told everybody about the next cast of the next movie before this one came out. Like, no, guys, wait, we're going somewhere with we're, this. Don't worry, just let this one happen. I'm really digging on the fact that uh, <laughs> that guy would have gone from hosting illegal motorcycle races to basically unlocking the fear center of your brain and using that. Rare. Well, how do you know his day job wasn't being exactly. a psychiatrist? Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm a bio, 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 in order to get In order to ride a motorcycle in the first place, you have to unlock the fear center yeah, of your brain. Yeah, that's absolutely true. So, absolutely true. It all makes sense. It all ties together. <laughs> so, all right, we got to Cooley. We got the race scene um we brought uh for today's episode we actually uh cody brought was kind enough to bring the vhs copy of this movie how much was it it was a previewed (laughs) copy for nine dollars and 99 cents 
on VHS. Money well spent. Mm-hmm. The what's really interesting is when you when you come across these like at thrift stores, like yard sales, and they're previewed uh, movies. So clearly, it was from like a video store. They were always like eighty, ninety dollars. Do you remember? Oh, you guys don't remember that, but oh no, I worked at it. My first job was at a video store, and we still had VHS. Yeah, like eighty (laughs) bucks for um, like uh, Bill and Ted's book, uh, Excellent Adventure, like eighty dollars because I got on VHS. Well, it's worth it. Wouldn't they bill them as like how much you can spend to go see it in the theater? You can watch it. 15 times and make, <laughs> exactly. and make your money back exactly. and, then, and it's all profits. They're basically charging what they spent for it to sell it in their th- so anyway this VHS tape is beautiful it has this one the, the poster for this movie is so good it's so great um, we'll definitely have it on the on the uh, on the Facebook page and, and on our social media accounts it's just it's perfect Arnold Schwarzenegger's got top billing then you've got Batman and Robin right underneath that because Arnold is smart that way. And he was the, he was the biggest star in the whole exactly. thing at yep. the time. And then they literally spoil the whole point that Alicia Silverstone becomes Batgirl at the end, <laughs> having her on the poster. But it doesn't matter because it just looks, I don't know, it's I mean, just very knew, cool. I mean, you knew who she, what she was going to Yeah, clearly. I mean, but it, it, wasn't, know, it wasn't like an like I a, am your father moment. Yeah. Th- Does this, anyone move into the Bat Mansion and not become part of the crew? Yeah. Right? <laughs> you can't. Anybody that shows up. You can't live there and not eventually stumble upon a Batarang. They had three like, foreign exchange on? students that just did their thing and left. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Roz, <laughs> Al, and Ghoul. They're like, that was weird. All right. Back to Albania. <laughs> <laughs> The, the best part, and uh, I think you mentioned, was the, the okay. write-up to the movie Can on I... the thing. Yes, please, you're going to read this. I'm just, I'm beholding it because on the back has George Clooney in the black and silver uh, suit that was worn at the end of the movie. It's just so handsome. Go ahead and, yeah, and is... present us with what you, you noticed on here. Chills and thrills. Will Mr. Freeze put Gotham City on ice? George Clooney is Batman in a dazzling adventure directed by Joel Schumacher that pits the Dark Knight against his deadliest threat yet, cold-hearted Mr. Freeze and venomous Poison Ivy. Batman has more than Gotham City to protect. The youthful eagerness of crime-fighting comrades Robin and Batgirl puts them frequently in harm's way. New, very special effects include a wild sky-surfing sequence and Mr. Freeze's outrageous arsenal of ice-blasting weapons. It's state-of-the-art excitement from our bat family to yours. <laughs> How did we forget about oh. the surfing? Oh yeah, my God. sky surfing. I've got to say real quick, youthful eagerness. Yeah, <laughs> that was like, oh, whoa. Youthful <laughs> eagerness. I'm pretty sure I like that's like the description of like some pornos I've watched. You know? <laughs> and plus, at this point, Robin had already been robbing for like a couple of years. <laughs> yeah. At that point, like you would think he'd be like jaded by it. Finally. Like, all right, I got to put on the yeah, fucking he... suit again. I'm named after a bird. It's fine. He's filed a few tax returns as Robin now. I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. You get to be Batman and I'm Robin. Yeah, he's like, have we reached to the point where I turn on you yet? No? Okay, cool. All right, All right I'm going to go into a motorcycle race with this chick that showed up. Yep. <laughs> Speaking of motorcycle races, we'll be right back. Hey, thanks for checking out the Permanent Time Off podcast. I'm your host, Koji Krill. Together, we'll hear from my ex-bosses, ex-coworkers, and the ex-employee. We'll hear their workplace horror stories, and we'll find out what makes them want to take some permanent time off. You'll also hear me do some generally dumb shit, like call my friend's ex-boss, pretending to check a reference for a job that does not exist that I made up, just to hear what he had to say. Spoiler alert, it wasn't good. Also, I'd like to hear from people around town, so you might see me downtown trying to get people fired for talking shit on their boss. If you see me down there and you hate your boss... Tell me why. Hopefully you don't die in a gutter because you got fired. But let's be honest, your boss is a turd and probably doesn't listen to podcasts. Probably doesn't listen to anyone. But you're listening and I appreciate it. If you want to come to the studio and be on a full episode, you can apply at ease-drop.com. That's E-A-S-E-D-R-O-P.com. That's a song I just made up, and I've already forgotten it. Hopefully it stuck with you. Um, But yeah, you can go online and apply, and you might just get interviewed. While you're there, check out the rest of the podcasts on the network. There's a bajillion of them. They're all great. They're all my friends. They'd love for you to listen. I appreciate you listening to mine.
And we're back. (laughs) Uh, You guys missed a great race. Cody won. Uh, Molly came in second. I couldn't get my bike started. (laughs) I didn't even bring one. (laughs) Coolio showed up because he had nothing else better to do. He's got got one braid left. (laughs) So, so, yeah, we were talking about the, uh, the, the sky surfing scene. Which is does it does become criminally underest, uh, underestimated? For one, that's is actually intense for 1997, uh, 96 uh, special effects. Not only that, the when they drive the bat suit or not the bat suit, the Batmobile uh, down the arm of the big statue holding up a building, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and Batman's able to turn off uh, Robin's motorcycle from the dashboard. That's kind of a dick thing to do. <laughs> like we said, we've already established that Robin's like 28 years old now in yeah, this well, movie. I, mean, that, and, ah, I was, don't think so. That, got the that, kill was, switch. that was well well in line with the Batman that George Clooney was portraying that entire movie. His whole mm-hmm. thing was shutting down Chris O'Donnell at every yep, turn. Absol- yep, absolutely. He was like, no, you can't have your own signal in the mm-hmm. air. What am I, made of money? Oh, wait. <laughs> yeah, he goes at great lengths to just keep Chris O'Donnell yeah, in his place keep him down. in the movie and in real life. And then, oh, when, yeah. and then when Batgirl shows up, it's like, who are you? I'm Batgirl. All right, I'm cool. We got a chick here. Now let's go. And yeah. off they went. And even when I was uh, you know, 16, 17 years old seeing this movie, like I, that's still pretty funny. Well, <laughs> and, that's, and, and, and that's the opening scene, the opening dialogue, when you know Robin's like, I want a cool car. Chicks dig cars. And he's mm-hmm. like, no, I work, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm doing my own thing. I'm Batman. He gets the Batmobile, and then Robin's got the uh, the Robin cycle. I think, yeah. And probably. gets on the motorcycle, and he says to to Alfred, he's like, cancel the pizzas, and like yeah. rides off or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, uh, then he starts, uh, he starts, cr- Alfred starts crying, and like, you know, later it's because he has a disease. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking it's because, like, he really wanted some fucking pizza. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It was That's Chicago it. Connection. The we curse, the curse <laughs> of the well, butler. Know, they never yeah. get pizza. They mm-hmm. can only eat if the, the people are there also <laughs> yeah, eating. Can't. That's true. Yeah. They can't, can't make their own food. Anymore. No, butlers are not allowed to cook for themselves. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you got to remember when this was made, he drops that throwaway lineup. This is why Superman works alone. That's Superman was, yeah. was nowhere near in the in the periphery of, of coming in, other than the Nicolas Cage thing that they were, gonna, oh, they yeah. were trying to do. Yeah. So to drop that on there at the time was a big deal because you know mixing all these properties and, and mixing these characters wasn't something that was you know we, we got two villains and we were lucky it was still it was still thought. years away from being perfected yeah, yeah perfected by a completely different comic book movie yes. back in our day when we watched superhero <laughs> movies yeah we got one and we liked it <laughs> none but of this was, two and three yeah. working together you see how well that worked out ask chris o'donnell <laughs> Tune in next week for the Joey bashes on Chris O'Donnell for an hour show. Ooh, can I be on that? <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> so, Funnily, I think we could get Chris O'Donnell to be on that as well. Probably. Well, we got to check with LL Cool J. <laughs> oh, that's right. 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 <laughs> I want to talk about one thing that I think dates this movie, if I may. Please. Simply, when uh, Alicia Silverstone is becoming Batgirl mm-hmm. and gets into the computer system and is going through the the passwords going through the passwords and finally it's like a three letter password Mm -hmm. there's like no uh, characters no no numbers uppercase letter no no it's like peg ampersand (laughs) it is isn't it it's like her name she's just like typing like Wayne Alfred uh, what's, like, yeah, hey, like her, hey, there's this Barbara. Name. Yeah, like yeah. pulling her hair out. What can it be? You know, interestingly I mean, it, enough, I heard that she put her Batgirl suit together with the same technology that she used in Clueless to pick her outfits. I, I was thinking about that thing. It's actually in the Clueless. Um, it's in there. Yeah. If you go back and watch that movie, you'll see that it's <laughs> Batgirl outfit. Um, I want to be a superhero. <laughs> Oh man, I had something. Oh, I'm sorry, I, I, cut, I cut you off with my. No, I guess uh, we have not talked about Bane. Bane, Bane, mm-hmm. you know, um, mm-hmm. which was supposed to be a bigger, I would assume, a bigger character. They just made it into just. He was just, huge. Yeah, he was a big guy. He was some wrestler <laughs> played that played Jeep Swenson. Was it Jeep Swenson? Jeep Swenson. Okay, he's no longer with us. Yeah. Oh, he isn't. Oh. No. Yep. Tyler Maine was the one that name that came to mind, but that was that was well, that was uh, the guy from X Men that was Sabretooth. Uh, if you look at photos of but, Jeep Swenson next to like Kevin Nash, mm-hmm. it's amazing because you're like, oh, Nash is just tall. Yeah. Jeep Swenson's as wide as like a porta potty. 
<laughs> That's that kind of a bummer huge. that he just had to be in a mask and kind of a one-note punch then at that point. Well, yeah. Yeah. He probably wasn't a great actor. so bad probably. for Bane by the end of it because here's uh, Poison Ivy mm-hmm. and Freeze talking about ruling the world and being the last two people alive. And he just has to sit there and be like, <laughs> Yep, you were <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, because he was a criminal or insane or something yeah, when they were like, testing out this, the Venom serum well, or whatever. Like, yeah, obviously you're going to put that. super aggro serum into a multi-convicted serial killer <laughs> yeah. murderer, you know. And yet so, so obedient. He was more so obedient, so as, obedient. A, as a giant, veiny murderer. I think he was just a juggalo they found. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least this Bane didn't get any long-winded monologues. Oh. No. <laughs> no, he did not. That is true. Um, you simply adopted the venom. <laughs> I, I had it injected into me. I was a juggalo in Venezuela. <laughs> <laughs> That's where we're grown. <laughs> I think it, I think in Venezuela it's pronounced yugalo. <laughs> They're native to Venezuela, which is also what they call male prostitutes. <laughs> we're insulting a very loud, <laughs> vibrant community. <laughs> but yeah, again, if any of them are hear this. exactly again, if you're a juggalo and you heard this. Please email me. <laughs> we will respond to you. We Can I tell you thoughts. a juggalo story? Do we have yeah. time for that? Yeah. Sure. All right. So I went to a. Why not? <laughs> Thanks. Hold on, Batman. Hold on, me, man. I went to a birthday party once in a trailer park down in Garden City. Like you do. And yeah. I was the only person that showed up without face paint. I didn't know it was a juggalo party, right? And so I'm getting hammered, and all of a sudden, one by one, all these people come in, and they start introducing themselves. They're like, yo, my name's, you know, Gumball. My name's, like, <laughs> you know, whatever, like, Two-Tone. What, oh, like, God. Like, what's your name? The, the more intoxicated I got, I just make up different names. <laughs> I'd, I'd be like, my name's Doorframe. <laughs> <laughs> Like grab me in case of an earthquake, you know. <laughs> it was toy for. Of all the names you could pick for yourself, you go with Gumball. Dwarf. Like, why would a person? What's up, man? I'm Gumball. One. Math, dude. Math. <laughs> why are you painting your face and listening to Detroit rappers? And, and here we. And here's how we tie that out. Th- those who were those guys that were in that little cave that uh, yeah, Poison Ivy finds, and Bane right. just easily kicks them out quickly. Like, yeah, get out of here. We're gonna fill your pool to make some plants here. Uh, <laughs> bail out. <laughs> exactly. Easily. Which again is is Jekyll's really easy to just just toss out windows and out of doors, please. Excuse. I, me. Yeah, again, Ivy tells him, like, hey, beat up these guys. Hey, clean up this place for me. I'm going to sit sit down and watch you. Because, <laughs> you know, me and Freeze are going to rule the world. <laughs> she she You're not going to be here she, anymore. Man, she did have the, the ability to control them. That's why Robin had to wear the, the wax lips that were immune to her charms because of her fucking pheromones Well, he or had the, the mask and the, the power button on his chest. Yeah. So okay. he wouldn't like. Uh, it's just. So it, was he just doing that because he wanted to? Then at that point, maybe. Or well, he's like, what else am I gonna do? Yeah, Clearly, right? yeah, that's true. Well, she got me. Out I of killed everybody. She got I, me out of jail. I might as well. I love how convenient Bane comes into her life too. Like she comes out of the plants as Poison Ivy. Like hmm, now, what am I gonna do? Oh wait, I've got a gigantic murderer that's here to help me for no reason. Oh yeah, there's it's a wonderful. murderer in the back room. Oh perfect. Hey, well, Bane, I mean, that generally we're happens right anytime you come out of plants. That's that is why true. you have to be careful walking true. through the forest. <laughs> Every time we're gonna go attack a group of juggalos, a giant murderer will show up. Do you need my help? I think we're okay, murderer. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I think we're getting a little too harsh on some of these scenes of this movie because that actually is pretty funny that they're just. You know, the, the the pains that they went into to make these different, some of these di- different gangs. You know, I mean, they're all completely covered in neon. They're just sitting there just getting skin cancer from all these com- these chemicals, yep. uh, the paint that they're using. But still kind of, they have like the light up chain. Like, how cool is that? Like, the hockey know. gang? Well, like, yeah, yeah when you go to like the, the motorcycle gang, how every gang has their outfits that match each other yeah. to mm-hmm. the person on the cool. motorcycle. Like, That's I remember cool. the, red, the red wig gang. I don't know yeah. what their name was, oh, but yeah. all of them had a red wig. Mm-hmm. Looked like a $10 mm-hmm. wig, but... It was there. They, they were committed. There. They were absolutely committed. They did it. Well, you know, if you're going to steal in bulk, you have to go for something cheap. You can't get the expensive wigs. you got to yeah, get no. the cheap ones because they're easier to steal. Exactly. Yeah, that motorcycle race was cool. And we haven't really uh, addressed the fact that, uh, speaking of like the hockey gang, when they're when they're playing hockey with the with the diamond at the very yeah. beginning, oh, yeah. when the, they activate the the bat skates, just click, and out they came. Mm-hmm. Th- that's when you knew, like, oh, we're in for something fun. <laughs> this is gonna be great. I kept that whole beginning. I kept waiting for Arnold to just be like introducing the 1976 Philadelphia Flyers. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it's totally strange brew. Bum, bum, bum. And now they go. Like, and did they know that, like, had they encountered Mr. Freeze before and that's how they knew to have the things in their in their shoes? Or, or they, is that just no, equipped? they just knew is it. They just were just that equipment? good. It's like, yeah. you never know. Like, you never know what you're going to no. have to ice skate. That was exactly. a conversation every Wednesday. Like, he's like, really? Really, Batman? He's like, you never know. You, you never, never know. know. You're going to thank me. What about rollerblades, Batman? I mean, there's more ground than ice out. <laughs> no, okay, no. hear me, <laughs> hear me out on this. What if we did this anyway, just in case? And it's like, how oh, long have wanna... I been Batman? <laughs> <laughs> and how long we have go. you been yeah, Robin? Exactly. This is why you're case Robin. Exactly. <laughs> All right, we're going with the yep. ice skates. So they, yeah, they, so they do that really cool ice skating scene, and they straight up do a frozen dinosaur Flintstone slide. Yeah, <laughs> that's, you look at that it's like, oh, that is so funny. Yeah, like that is so did. good. Yeah, I, but I, I, did it. I want. <laughs> <laughs> You, that's not something that you're going to see in a Christopher Nolan Batman movie. You're not going to see that in whatever the hell they're doing now with the DCU. That is just you, you. You get to the point where you're Flintstone sliding on a frozen dinosaur. I heard that and, the next Batman movie is just shots of Ben Affleck getting the newspaper outside his house saying, "Go away!" <laughs> He's all sad. I don't want to do this sad. anymore. Leave me alone. I don't know what I. I forgot what I was signing up for. <laughs> It had been I, I, so long since Daredevil, I forgot. <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm still in the camp that I, that uh, he was perfect. He was he was a good Batman. I think he he he, he had the right so. kind of. He, he had everything going for you. Well, what a uh, thing that you start looking at these Batman movies. There's a huge difference between how well you can play Batman and how well you can play Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, there's very very different things like. Like Michael Keaton. Like, what do you guys think? Uh, like, was he a better Batman or was he a better? Uh, I thought he was great at both. Personally, pretty great. Yeah, I, you know, I love for Michael not Keaton. being able to move your neck for an entire movie. Mm-hmm. He did phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, I did like the uh, in, and not to get too off course, but like in the Batman and Batman Returns, you know, he's he's this wealthy guy when he's showing uh, Vicky Vale his his suits and stuff, and he's like, I have no idea where I got this, but I got it, and it's awesome. Yeah. This right. is the way <laughs> when he's you know he's talking about the different suits and things like that, and he never realized he was even in that room before. Like that's not something you really none of the other Batman Batman really just talk about like. Other than like, yeah, I got this money to pay for this plant-based hooker that I'm buying at this. <laughs> well, you know, Bruce Wayne only uses about three rooms in the house in the Batcave, mm-hmm. so he's yeah. like, oh, there's there's, there's other rooms, stuff. like exactly. what? <laughs> and then, uh, 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 I think Michael Val- Keaton was probably the funniest Batman. Yeah, he was. He, he brought was a lot of most, good brevity to it. The most humorous out of for all sure. the yeah. other Batman. For sure, Val Kilmer. I don't think knew. What humor was? <laughs> yeah, he was a, <laughs> like he was a very different take on Bruce Wayne too. Like he's not you know, he, clearly his Bruce Wayne was somebody that won the lottery. He wasn't a, an orphan. His parents yeah. are still very much alive. <laughs> <laughs> very much so. See, I always wanted Paul Hogan as Batman. You know, Crocodile Dundee. <laughs> that never happened. Well, of course, or that would have been the first episode of this show. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Hogan's Batman. Yeah. That's not a Batmobile. <laughs> this is a Batmobile. <laughs> it's just covered in koala skulls. <laughs> and the horn is a didgeridoo. <laughs> See, he should have been Craven. That's what Paul Hogan should have been Craven, because he pretty much was. <laughs> the Batmobile was interesting, too, in this one, because I believe it was the first one that was an open-air one. I don't think the Batman Forever one was an open air one. It was basically a a, a BMW Z20. It was literally a car you can go buy that they just put a big floppy bat thing on the back and put some lights on the side. It wasn't uh I mean it was a, it was a custom car obviously, but it wasn't something that was so outside of the norm. The fact it was a convertible was really interesting. You know, mm-hmm. the Batmobiles we've seen before I mean that first one, Tim Burton's Batmobile, is freaking curved windows. Oh gosh, big yeah. flares, the little bombs that come out of the wheels, yeah. and the little thing on his keys where he'd be like, shows over, and it shows up wherever he's at. Uh-huh. Like that's a cool Batmobile. Uh, the Batman for uh, Batman Forever ones kind of light up in blue. I mean it's 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 kind of pretty, but this one is just. I mean, you're you're not gonna go fight crime in that. You're just gonna have a good time. We're gonna go over to yeah, Elle McPherson's house. Yeah, like a house. disco ball in it. Yeah, I swear, it's, it's like yeah, party. Yeah, it's, it's cool. <laughs> yeah, it's got. 
and unfortunately, this was the last time that they put a lot of effort, I think, into being something different and unique mm-hmm. as far as the Batmobile goes. To me, and, 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 I, and I guess, you know, being a kid, because I was eight years old when the first, when the Tim Burton movie came out. So for me, that was always part of the main event. You got Batman and this cool-ass Batmobile. And then this was the last time that they really, I think, they put any thought into having this really cool car. You can see all the Batmobiles from Batman Begins to Justice League. It's just an armored car. It's not very exciting. Absolutely. It's something but, well, that yeah, but the it's police more department practical. has. Yeah. It's, it's more practical for a man who's constantly driving into crime scenes with people who are trying to kill him. Like, yeah, let's get a bulletproof practicality is that can the, fucking drive this over guy's stuff. got ice skates in his boots and well and, yeah and, that's, and, i mean and, 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 <laughs> i don't think practicality well, is something that he's dropped long long ago well what is those old batmobiles made out of if they're driving through statues driving through buildings mm-hmm. exactly I mean, is it no they're no they're tough but i'm just saying you know though don't let's not disparage the tumbler is all i'm saying this, that's all the, i'm saying yeah that, <laughs> Yeah, it's cool, but I mean, it's not. I, I thought I, this was the be kind. This is be kind. We are, and this is we're being kind to this movie. We're being not kind to this, this Batman. Yeah, to this not one. The rest of not the that shit ass Nolan movie we were watching. Fuck that shit. <laughs> Batman and, and Robin, and only Batman. And, and only Robin. Batman and Robin. And Don't I throw the baby out with the bathwater. <laughs> <laughs> with the bat water. Oh. And I, I guess you could say that you know the the '66 Batmobile was open air too. So I mean, that's a pretty clear cut. Uh, that, was a, that was a cool uh, Batmobile. It was well, it's iconic. I mean, you can. There, you can go to the um, the 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 casino there uh, on State Line, Nevada, and it's still sitting there. It's in every single car show you've ever been to. Oh, the Batmobile will be here. Oh, I thought They've you were like it us. broke down. That <laughs> one's like still yeah. sitting there. It's just hanging out. Like nobody this fixed is, this. The yet? real estate, the, the real estate, you know, falling out in 2008 was really hard on Wayne Enterprises. <laughs> we just left it sitting out there. So it's, you know, that's you know a, a small thing, but if you think about it, it's like it's an open air car. I don't know why that would fit into a bigger lexicon of why this movie's different, but I don't know. It just uh, that always struck by me. Is not only that, but it's like a really small car. They put the wheel, the driving, the steering wheel in the center. It was really. I don't know. I just oh. thought it was cool, but well, I do cool like how all the old school Batman's every one had its own Batmobile, like its own you know unique style to each mm-hmm. one. Which now we all know what the Batmobile is going to look like mm-hmm. in new ones. It's all yeah, going to be the tank. It's, yeah, it's just going to be an, an armored car. Which you're right, it's practical. Bring me I will the give tank. You that, but all I'm, yellow, like yeah, old, really you know, yellow cool. and black, like really old. Cool. <laughs> do something. Yeah, there's if you if you yeah. look at the the, like the, the Nolan Batmobile, right. the, the Justice League Batmobile, it's they're they're just armored cars and. At least the motorcycle in the Nolan movies was cool. That they could spin. Oh, and yeah. like, that yeah. was cool. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I don't know. Oh, here's a, this has nothing to do with anything. But I was just thinking about um, <laughs> perfect uh, for, ba- for Batman Forever. Yeah. Uh, Jim Carrey and um, Tommy Lee Jones did not get along in real life. Clearly. And yeah. Fi- and finally, one day, Jim Carrey went up to him and was like, "Dude, what's the problem? Why?" Yeah. He, and Tommy Lee Jones said something to the effect of. I just cannot sanction your buffoonery, and I think <laughs> I think that's one of the greatest things I've ever heard. <laughs> I just wanted to throw that out there. I think that's what uh, Judge Ito said to Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, nine, late nineties. But yeah, he just looked him in the face and said, "I cannot sanction your buffoonery." I do love the nod in the movie, mm-hmm. like when they're uh, I want to say when they're breaking out um, of Arkham Freeze. Asylum. Yep. Um, yep, and in the nod, you see in the little yeah. in the little locker cell, uh, the Joker mm-hmm. and Two Face's little suits, suits hanging there, just yep. hanging there. Mm-hmm. They they wanted a whole scene where they're running past and there's the Rogues Gallery there, but they, they just didn't do it for time. Instead, but, they just bulldozed. And, and again, that wasn't something that was prevalent back then. They didn't have all these Easter eggs and Easter eggs and Easter eggs and everywhere. Um, you they just didn't have that, so I can remember seeing this. Like, oh my gosh, those costumes are it's just having the costumes. Like, oh yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, you, you know? nothing like that. Not like you mm-hmm. expect nowadays. Yeah. You expect to have an Easter mm-hmm. egg. Exactly, and that was something that you don't. Um, and even within these movies, there wasn't a whole lot between like Batman and Batman Returns, <laughs> other than like you know the, some of the characters. But they even changed up what Gotham City looked like. like you know, the first Batman is very rooted in reality. Mm-hmm. It's well, very they mentioned rooted. Vicky Vale. They, we, uh, I mentioned her name briefly when we were talking about his suits that he had. But No, no, no. In oh. Batman Returns, they, they made reference oh, to Oh, yeah, you're right. Vicky they vale. did. They did. They did. 
They did. I guess that's to explain why they couldn't get Kim Basinger for that yeah. one. Or, they or it was like, to uh, I think one. he said something to Alfred, like, can you keep this one out of the Batcave this time? Like something, yeah, something yeah, along yeah, those lines. That's right. That's right. I don't remember the exact line, but it was that's something true. something like that. So I, I love how they just abandoned all pretext with Batman's girlfriend in this one. Oh, just, yeah. oh yeah, here's Elle McPherson, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> it's literally just like a walk-on from a Bob Hope show. <laughs> Elle McPherson, everybody! Because <laughs> 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 it waves. <laughs> and that's basically it. She only shows up to be the girlfriend. She like, is. Why? Yeah, there's I, not a lot of scenes where, where they're kind of hanging. I'm a normal man. Yeah, I have exactly. a girl. <laughs> I'm a regular human being who does yeah. things during the day. It's more like the one time she's in the in the back, in the, in the mansion, they're at a table eating, and it's that far table. That basically, there's... Ever. People have 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 made the uh, illusion that since Joel Schumacher is gay, that there is a lot of homosexual overtones between Batman and Robin in this movie. Well, Clooney I mean, didn't Clooney say that he he kind of played it a little gay. He said like that was one of his things as a it, it, as an actor. Totally, like he, yeah, he played this Batman a little gay. Yeah, ah. and and I, I can definitely see that. And if that's the story you're wanting to tell, it works. It totally would would have worked if they if they were gonna actually gonna you know fire that bullet and say yep we're gonna make him gay because that would have been the fourth one it would yeah exactly <laughs> Batman Unchained heck yeah he's just gonna embrace his gaiety he's gonna Batman have a rainbow undressed. bat suit exactly <laughs> Batman undressed heck yeah um, so yeah that those those undertones that people notice considering that he goes at great lengths to m- protect Robin and then the girl shows up is like whatever and then let's go <laughs> I, you know that's that, that, who knows that that's you know in '97. Unfortunately, that wasn't something that they could have embraced. That yeah. I think that oh, no. that they they would have at least taken a shot at that now. So and it, it maybe you know it, if we're giving Joel Schumacher a little bit too much credit for that, I don't know. But I, I would like to think that maybe that's what he was going for. And you know let's just let's just say that yep, yeah, that's exactly what he was doing. And he just had to get it under the radar because no one was gonna abide a, huh. a gay. A gay Batman According to the New York Daily News, George Clooney tells Barbara Walters tonight that his 1997 film Batman and Robin was more like Broke Bat Mountain. George Clooney <laughs> outs Batman on Barbara Walters' Oscar special tonight. Asked if he'd ever play a gay role, Clooney says he already did as Batman. <laughs> <laughs> well, perfect. Think, think about there it, we go. he explains. I was in a rubber suit. I had rubber nipples. I could have played him straight, but I didn't. I made him gay. I feel like that's more Xeno Warrior Princess than Brokeback yeah. Mountain. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's very... Yeah. Can you imagine I, that's, if that's he turned wonderful. up the flamboyancy, though, on the character? Oh, just like, flaming? Oh, yeah, my just, gosh. How amazing Alfred, would that have been? Where's exactly. my suit? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Smacking Mr. Freeze. Go, go back to your ice cave and tell you about... You know, just, this is why it. Superman works alone. Oh, do you think he's single? <laughs> Can you tell him I said hi? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to call you Swallow. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, God. Oh, Oh, never. And our apologies to the the LGBTQ community. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Next week for Cody Cody Conley's apology tour. (laughs) (laughs) So, Batman and Robin. I'm going to check in the time here. Um, yeah, I, I, it's, it's a fun live action cartoon comic book, uh, a re- remake for sure of the classic Batman movie, um, from the sixties, which if, if you haven't seen the original Batman, everybody's seen the show for sure, but the original Batman movie, like what Eric said about some days you can't just get, you can't get rid of a bomb is is some cinematic brilliance that's something one of the were... greatest scenes of all time is it is when he's running around trying to get rid of that bomb and it's... there's like nuns walking by and then there's a school of ducks yeah. <laughs> ducks like, like you know what can't... his own safety was 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 the duck safety came, was more it came important second than his own... to ever because he's exactly. batman everybody mm-hmm. else's safety comes first exactly and you look at that movie if you watch it for what it is the fact that they were able to put that together get all those villains four villains in that movie I love that Cesar Romero would not shave his mustache. He was like, "Nope, just nope. paint over it. Yep. I don't care. I'm not doing it." <laughs> and it's and it works perfectly. If uh, another side note, if you find the um, the Funko Pop of the of the '66 Joker, it has the 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 indentation of the mustache <laughs> with the painted on on top of it. Very <laughs> nice. uh, wonderful. Um, uh, it, that in and itself is a really good movie for its time. And you can literally just, that movie wraps up. You go get this one. You put it on. It literally could be, yeah, like we mentioned earlier, like 
two, you know, five months later, and now he's he's doing this. Um, when we left your dynamic duo. Exactly. <laughs> they were driving around, and Mr. Freeze happened to show up. Um, and that's literally, it fits so much better than trying to watch it after uh, Batman Forever. Holy footskates, Batman. Exactly. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to skate down that dinosaur you just fucking watch. <laughs> this is going to be great. I'm going to do it, so, man. Batman and Robin. Uh, we're gonna, okay, we're going to wrap this up. Uh, final thoughts, Molly. Did we bring anything to light for you? Any kind of PS you'd like to say about how wonderful this Batman movie is? Oh, you know, I mean, well, if you haven't seen it, you have to watch it. You at have least. to watch you it. You have to. I mean, Uma Thurman as Poison Ivy. Oh, gosh. Even yes. just to watch it for those couple scenes, mm-hmm. it's worth it. Mm-hmm. Do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. For sure. When they're all putting on their suits at the very end, and you don't know if you're seeing Clooney ass or oh, or yeah. Alicia Silverstone on ass, it doesn't matter. It's it doesn't all, matter. It's all good stuff. <laughs> yeah, close up on all. Oh, it's all the butts, delicious. All the chest. Yes, it's wonderful. Unless, of course, you don't see nipples, then of course that's the woman. Yeah. So we know that. <laughs> True. Yeah. True. True. Cody. It's illegal for women to have nipples. I know. Yes. Um, Believe me. <laughs> if anything, it's simply that the the cinematography is just. Second to none. It's it they had a vision. They executed it. It's mm-hmm. it's done incredibly well. That yep. appeals to a childlike sense of comic uh, mischief, um, and it is just so goddamn colorful. Mm-hmm. I love it. It's definitely colorful for sure. It's uh, I I agree, and I feel like maybe uh, we could have spent a little more time talking about Batgirl, Alicia Silverstone, but that's besides the point. Uh, that's just because I have a soft spot for Cher Horowitz. It's mm-hmm. the only reason he came uh, here, actually. Yeah. It really is. I thought yeah. we were going to spend the whole time talking about we uh, could. How part she two of this from... episode could be Alicia yeah. Silverstone. But no, yeah, like mm-hmm. I, uh, I, Cody said it best. I can't. Uh, yeah. No, you're absolutely right. This movie, I think, is in a lot of ways you can you can draw a straight line to um, what they've done with comic book movies now. You know, everybody knows that. Blade really set the tone for what comic book movies could be. Um, Batman was a huge, a huge thing, but it was kind of waning by then. Um, it, it's it's the road diverges, and it ends on this road with Batman and Robin because it. Okay, we know we don't want this yet. Yeah. We're not ready for this yet. No, the world. Was so there. we're gonna go. You know, they went with this. The Marvel movies went with Blade and went in that direction. And it took a long time, I think, to course correct. Like, you know, people can go to a comic book movie and enjoy themselves and have fun with it. Um, you've got D- you know, DC still hasn't gotten that memo. They have not gotten that memo. <laughs> that people that can have people, that people can have yeah, fun. This is the last time that they movie. exactly. This is the last time that they they were able to put something out that is good for, you know, my my 4-year-old just loves the hell out of this movie and rightfully so. It's it's fun. Um it's the movie, it's the Batman movie. I'm going to throw on. I I enjoyed it more than the the Nolan movies. I enjoyed it. Um not saying that those were bad movies, but it's 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 fun and it doesn't give the credit, you know, it, if it's going to be dwindled down to nipples on a bat suit, it gives it an injustice for the total package of what they made with this movie and what the, the story they told. It's not Shakespeare. It's not something grandiose. You're not coming to come out of it. You know, you're not going to come out of it hating yourself like a lot of the other DC movies now. Uh, you're going to come out of it like, yeah, I saw Batman be Batman in the way that is the most fun, the most exciting, right. and the most, um, I don't know, he's he's cool. And, and the fact that we've realized that it is, it is a, a low-key LGBTQ, yeah, um, type movie i will never <laughs> sorry words escape me and I, I do that for a living um the, 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 it is a, you know, a homosexual icon from this you know in this particular outing it it says something that they were able to put that together in 97 with a huge corporate sponsorship from i mean uh from the toys uh taco bell was the corporate sponsor they were able to get those messages through there um it's pretty fascinating and, and the, the puns are great uh, everybody looks sexy. Every single person in this movie looks hot. Even Alfred. <laughs> even, even Alfred <laughs> even, dying even, in the bed. Every like, you know I what? Mean, Scoot over, the, Alfred. <laughs> I'd make the argument that Mr. Freeze looks cold, but that's besides <laughs> that. Oh, speaking of, I mean, but like the chick that's into him in the see-through neg- negligee in the mm-hmm. ice 
cage or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah she's just like in shit. nothing, like, I'm doing yep. great. Love yeah, you. she's freezing to death. And only too, she loves him or she loves him enough to do that. Knowing she lusts him. Lusts, lusts him enough. <laughs> He's like, yeah, he's just trying to save his dead wife, but, you know, I'm going to break me off a piece while I'm here. Like, that's cool. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, go ahead and conduct your people. And she's just like, yeah, freezing to death, but having a good time. Right? Like, that's 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 what you want from your minions. Like, you know, they're, they're like enjoying themselves. While he keeps his dead, dying wife behind a door that's covered in frozen pizzas. <laughs> yeah, it's right there, but we're having a good time. <laughs> so Batman and Robin, final take. Of great, great, fun movie. You know, you're not going to, it's not going to, shatter your world but it's so much fun so much energy the colors are great everyone's beautiful i it's definitely a winner in my book and, I, and it doesn't get the credit it, it, it has for being what it was in its time period um and it was great so we want to thank you guys uh for for checking us out today modest molly thank you so much yeah, for being thank with you us. for having me yeah cody Connolly, it was, it was a pleasure we want to with you for a long time my main man eric cole Thanks love you, brother. Love you. Remember, you, you can't spell miracle without Eric Cole, and I'm going to be here. So, uh, Brett, thanks for hanging out with us, too. Chime in. You actually had some... Yeah, I appreciate you chiming Julio. in. Julio! 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 Nipples. <laughs> uh, thanks, for, thanks for listening today, guys. Uh, we love you. We'll see you next time.